Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. I am so excited that you're here today. Very grateful that you found yourself here. I have a beautiful episode here for you. I am sitting down today with Candace Fraser. And Candace is a meditation teacher, a Reiki healer, an EFT practitioner practitioner and a coach who helps women to connect to their true self and to allow that true self to bubble to the surface. I love how she talks about this in the interview. So Candace really believes that the connection to the self is the first step in creating the life that you love. And I couldn't agree with her more. She actually also takes us through a mini meditation. It's an insight meditation, which is a style that she teaches, which is about going going within to bring out your inner wisdom and bring out the answers that you're seeking. So you're going to love to go through this. If you can take a few minutes to get quiet with her, you will benefit so much. If not, just listen along and it will still be so powerful. So I also get to ask her a lot about bringing this in, inner wisdom into our everyday life and how we do that when we're busy and you know we've got a lot going on and how to create a practice from it. And you're just going to want to hear everything she has to say about this inner wisdom, about finding your true self and about allowing that to bring you to the next level. So without further ado, let's welcome Candace onto the show. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Candice. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really delighted to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited for everything that we're going to dive into today. Um, can you start off by just sharing a little bit about who you are and what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Candice Fraser. I live in Queensland, Australia, and I'm a meditation teacher. I do EFT, which is tapping and Reiki to support women who are transitioning in life and wanting to look within and get some answers. So that's, you know, what I help help women do through either one-on-one or online programs. Um, and yeah, so today I thought I would come on and have a chat about insight meditation, which is a really beautiful meditation practice that I specialize in that aligns perfectly with manifestation. So I think everyone will get a lot out of it. It's a it's a formal sitting meditation practice where you have the opportunity to look within, ask questions, and your inner self answers, your inner her comes through and gives you the answers and the guidance. Uh, and then with that formal sitting practice, what I find often happens is people can then just ask themselves questions throughout the day and answers just start coming through organically just, just throughout the day, which is really beautiful, I think. We all like to um, get answers when we ask, and this practice helps us get them. 
Mm, that's, yeah, that's great. It sounds a lot like it goes hand in hand with intuitive development, that inner voice, yeah. right? And I can relate yeah. with that where before it's like I had to consult it. And when I, you know, teach intuitive yeah. development, clients have to like ask the question, get the answer. But then over time it comes more fluidly. Is that what what you mean by that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, every time you ask a question, the time frame for when you get the response might be slightly different, but definitely the more you access it, the more you use it, the more in flow you become, the more in tune with yourself you become. So absolutely that intuitive development, I think is, is perfectly aligned with this, this mm. meditation practice. Neat. So how did you get doing this? Have you, were you born from the womb meditating or did you go through <laughs> no, a journey to get here? <laughs> no, no, definitely a little bit of a journey. Um, I think after I had my children, I found myself in a position where I had built up this really amazing corporate career that I thought I loved. And then I had my children and Turns out I didn't love my career so much and I was wanting to set an example for my children of being someone who follows their passion, but I didn't know what it was. I was, you know, looking in the mirror going, who am I? And I'm like, well, I don't know. So I actually originally started out um, doing a coaching course so that I could coach myself. And through that process, I also started helping other women and what I really found is so many people, myself included at that stage, didn't have the answers. So I had meditated in the past on and off. And it's not until I came back to meditation that I started to find the answers. And that's when I decided to go all in and study to become a meditation teacher that I really came across this practice specifically, which I just fell in love with. And it was just the missing link for myself and the women I was working with. I love how the universe offers you what you need, even if it's in a yes. package of like, hey, you can help other people, but it's always what you needed, which Definitely. I mean, it's not always for everyone, but for people like us and this healing yeah. journey, it's like, that sounds like such yeah. a missing piece in your life that now you can share with um, firsthand experience with other people. Absolutely. And mm. it, it just feels like such a blessing. And I think for anyone who has found their purpose, it's just, it's just easy. It's just going with the flow. It's not work. It's, it's just beautiful. It's such a blessing. That's incredible. So when you were studying to become a, medita a meditation teacher, that's when you stumbled yeah. across this style? Yes. Yeah. So I, broadly had some understanding of what meditation was when I, I came in and um, as I quite openly admitted to uh, um, my coach as so when you when I where I started to become a meditation teacher you have a coach who goes with you through the journey and um, I, I very openly said I'm a self meditator I do what I think meditation is and I was on point with some of it but I just I was so naive to the vast many techniques that are out there and it wasn't until um, they would give us a technique and we'd have to do a month immersion in that technique that you really came to understand the depth of each technique and and when I got to the meditation um, inquiry or insight meditation I used them the two names kind of intertwinedly, but um, it, it was just like a light bulb went off. It was just 
this feeling rushed through my body is like, this is it. This is what I'm meant to be here supporting people to do. Wow. That's, that's really incredible. Um, to have that type of experience with a modality, something you're learning, right? You've learned, you had yeah. learned a few different styles, but this one just yeah. really hit you. Why do you think it was the missing piece for you at that point? Um, I think for myself, I had started moving towards a purpose-driven life, but I, I didn't know what the, like, I knew I wanted a purpose-driven life but I didn't know exactly what that looked like for me. And this just gave me the ability to ask the question and have the answer come out almost. It's interesting. It's like the answer comes to you, but you're also not giving the answer. So it's, it's like this knowing comes through you. And when it's a knowing, you just feel it in every part of your body. It's in your bones. It's in your flesh. It's in your skin. It's just, it's a part of who you are and it's like that's just opened up and suddenly you are who you are meant to be. Hmm. Wow. So what is this style? Can you share with us about it? And yeah, how- absolutely. So um, I'll walk you through the whole technique because I really love for people to be able to do it mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. It is a little bit more of an advanced meditation technique, Um but I feel like everyone who's listening to your podcast is pretty in tune with, with themselves. So I think everyone will benefit from giving it a really good go. Mm-hmm. So to begin this technique, um, just getting into a nice, comfortable position. So you can lay down, you can sit just in a nice symmetrical position. I think the intention that you bring to the meditation is more important than the actual position. So just getting nice and comfortable and coming to your breath for a moment, really connecting with your breath. Just making sure your breath comes right down into your belly. So just noticing if your stomach's expanding and deflating. And if it's not, just pulling that breath down, really letting your lungs fully inflate. And then just breathing at a pace that's comfortable. And then just taking a moment to connect to your senses. So when we're connecting with our senses, we really just want to watch and observe. So just watching and noticing what are the smells you can smell? What are the tastes you can taste? What are the noises you can hear, both near and far? Whether your eyes are opened or closed, just noticing what you can see and being curious about it. Noticing the sensations on your skin, maybe warm patches, cool spots, feeling your clothing, the pressure that holds you to your surface. And so when you're connecting with your senses, you don't want to really feel into the stories behind or trying to understand why you're feeling or noticing these things. You're really, really, really wanting to just observe. 
So moving back, taking a step back and watching what's happening. And then scanning your body within. And again, just watching, observing, not getting caught up in the stories behind sensations that you notice. And so in a full meditation, you might take five to 10 minutes here to just scan through your body. So starting at your toes and your feet, coming through your ankles, your calves, your shins, and so forth, working your whole way up your body. And so you might be looking and just noticing maybe any emotions sitting in different places, or maybe you're noticing how your joints feel, maybe they're tight, maybe you've got some sore muscles, but also noticing the places of relaxation. And so you'd move your way through your whole body, scanning, just noticing, just observing, watching you're really wanting to take a step back not getting caught up in the backstories just watching and noticing and so this section of the meditation can take up to 20 minutes to get to but this is where we introduce the question so we really slowly and mindfully bringing in a question. It might be a big question like, what is my purpose in life? Or what am I meant to be doing? Or who am I? But it can also be a much smaller question like, what is my next step? Or what do I need to do to move forward? And then as you introduce that question, let it sit let it just melt within and allow yourself to sit in the stillness and allow the inquiry to just flow, to move and to deepen. And you might even like to repeat the question a couple of times. And just being aware of any thoughts or insights that come through really taking a mindful approach, just watching what comes up and holding it without resistance. And just noticing that an insight will bring a sense of clarity and peace. You don't have to do anything or be anything, just being in this moment lightly, softly, curiously, and as best you can, letting go of a need for an outcome, simply enjoying and feeling into the stillness and the flow. And so you'd sit here in silence for five to 10 minutes, Just sitting with it and really just knowing the difference between a thought and an insight, knowing that that insight really brings in a sense of clarity and peace. It feels different to a thought. 
And so you'll sit here and see what comes through. And then we'd move into an end grounding, which is again coming back, connecting with our senses, coming back into the moment, noticing the sensations on our skin, what we can taste, what we can smell, what we can see and hear. Really using our senses to connect back in to the present moment. And it's really, really important to connect back in with your senses and connect into this moment. Because during an insight meditation, when we're sitting in silence, we can have a shift in consciousness. And that's where all the beautiful answers are. But when we come back to the here and now, we can feel floaty or ungrounded. So it's really important to connect back into this moment and sense into, sense into your body and into your surroundings. And so then when you're ready, you gently come back, opening your eyes, connecting with your surroundings and noticing if an insight came through or not. So an insight meditation generally in a full guided meditation is half an hour to 40 minutes. So that's a full, full guided meditation. And sometimes the insight will come through during silent surrender when you're sitting in silence. But sometimes, especially when you're beginning out this practice, the insight might actually come the next day when you're doing your grocery shopping and picking up a packet of chickpeas off the, off the shelf. It's about trusting that when you ask yourself the questions, the answers will come through and not being attached to when or what the answers are. And sometimes um, if you would like, you can journal before the meditation to get really crystal clear on what the question is that you're wanting to ask or maybe uh, just to consolidate your thoughts because, I mean, moving from the busyness of the day into meditation can be quite difficult because, I mean, life, right? It's busy, it's crazy, there's kids, there's work, there's bills, there's partners, there's friends. There's all the things, there's a lot. We're going from that real multitasking of life that even though we know we probably shouldn't be doing it, we are, and transitioning into stillness. Like it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. Um, journaling can just help us transition before we sit in meditation to move into that stillness and embrace it. So, yeah, that in a nutshell is the full technique yeah, and then, but... of course, um, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, that's the full guided technique. Uh, once you've been practicing it for a little while and you're in the moment, you're in the day, you can ask yourself the questions like, what's the next thing I need to do to move forward? And then the answers start coming through organically mm-hmm. throughout the day as well. Mm-hmm. That was really, really beautiful. And I could imagine a full practice of that, just giving yourself that time to 
like you said, trust that the answer will come forward and trust that it's safe to ask. I think that's a part too, is we don't think to ask, what do I need? Or what is my purpose? Or what's my next step? We just are stuck and we go, I don't know my purpose. I don't know my next step, but we don't seem to always think to stop and pause and entertain the idea that we have the answers. So that, that was beautiful. Oh, that's good. I, I love the practice, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it really is. I found, and that was the missing part for myself, is we expect that we know the answers already. But what other area of our life do we just automatically know the answers? Mm-hmm. We learn to walk, we learn to talk, we learn to do everything. And we put all this pressure on ourselves to just know everything about ourselves already but that's just it's not always realistic I mean some people are blessed to know who they are and what they want from a really young age but I think unless you're nurtured and encouraged to ask these questions um, from a young age you just don't have the answers Mm -hmm. yeah and then as you go through life 20s and 30s and 40s and as you say we're busy we've got kids and responsibilities I just get the energy of like it piles up and piles up and piles up and we're almost never doing that clean sweep of accessing the information we need we just keep piling stuff on um yes that's yeah that's really beautiful when do you recommend your clients do that is it sort of whenever you can or do you like to do it in the morning or even the evening to wrap up the day like when do you recommend you do that so it really is different for everyone I think for myself personally I have a morning meditation practice because that's before my brain's jump started for the day that's before um I've gotten busy and I'm making lunches and trying to get kids ready and trying to get myself ready. And if I can do something before all that starts, I find I can find my stillness a lot easier, but I have clients who would much prefer to do it of an evening. Everyone's different. It, it really is such a personal, personal thing to do. I think the really important thing to remember when it comes to meditating is the more often you do it, the more natural and connected you become. So I think that it's really important whether or not you're doing a full guided or even self-guided meditation like an insight meditation to change it up with, you know, the next day you might not have a question, but you can sit and just follow your breath, literally just following your breath through your body for five, 10 minutes. Mm. And it's that attention brain training that, keeps your brain connected to your soul yeah definitely so you said originally that um it really ties in with manifestation so if you have a client that is really wanting to manifest create big things has big goals what types of ways do you incorporate this and sort of what questions do you recommend they ask and how do we use this with meta uh, with manifestation manifestation so i think it really helps get crystal clear on exactly what you're wanting to manifest So say, for example, like myself, when I was wanting to create a purpose-driven life, that's a really big, high, overarching theme. But with this practice, I could get crystal clear on what exactly that was for me. 
So for me, it was bringing in meditation. For me, I could ask myself, you know, who are my clients? Who are my people? And and then that could come through. And then I could ask myself business questions. My goodness, my business name came to me through an insight meditation. Um, You can ask yourself absolutely anything, anything at all. Um, So, yeah, you know, what is my purpose? What is my, um, you know, what should I be doing for self-care? What could I be doing to make the world a better place? Or what can I be doing to progress my career? Or what can I do to increase that bank balance um so you know you might have an end goal you can ask questions to get really specific on how you're going to get to that end goal whether it is a better relationship whether it is more money whether it is a different or new career um whatever it is it's just about being able to ask and break down to the nuts and bolts of what you're wanting to achieve Mm. And I think, I mean, I don't know how you, or maybe I should just ask, do you help clients to, like, do you give them support in those types of questions to ask? Because as you're talking, I'm thinking one thing that I encounter, especially when I was more coaching, um, I would find that the questions people were asking themselves is, for lack of better words, just bad questions. Like people would say, like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so stuck? And those can just, you know, you can wait forever to try to hear the answer. And it's like, I'm not getting the answer to what's wrong with me. It's like, so how do you make sure your clients are asking good questions when they're wanting to uncover these things like soul's purpose? um, Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's the benefit of working one-on-one with someone or in small groups. They can you can have those conversations to see where your clients at as to what questions they're asking. Um, But that's when journaling can come in really handy. So you can ask yourself, you know, I'm stuck and I don't know why, and then you can journal and talk to okay eventually just from automatic writing saying I have a fear of failure and then you can ask yourself what is my fear and then you can get to I have a fear of people judging me and then you can ask the question so you might not get necessarily one question that's going to answer the whole solution but um, the question leads you to the next question and and what I find every time is that as soon as one question is answered either the next dissolves or the answer to the next one comes easier. So there's just a beautiful flow on effect from as soon as you start getting into the nuts and bolts of it, mm-hmm. it really does just start to dissolve so much quicker than when we do ask those really big overarching questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More specific evokes more specific answers. And I find that too, when I'm in, you know, sessions communicating with people's guides or my own or intuition, it's like the more specific we can get the better, the answers in some ways, um, because it's like energy dense in a way, right. You're like evoking, Mm, pulling forward the, the things you actually need to know. That's Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. So what do you find are people's I'd be curious to know what you find are people's general resistance to meditation. Like what are 
the reasons why people don't, or they have a hard time getting into a practice or a routine or making it, you know, cause it's one of those things I believe yeah. it's like eating well and exercise. Like once you get into it, you see the benefit, but it's that hump yeah. of getting into it. Getting started. And absolutely. I mean, I think there is also, I think in the Western world, a bit of a uh, misconception that meditation is a bit wooey, which is just not the case. Um, I think also there's other misconceptions that you need to be able to completely clear your mind when you meditate. I think people have this idea of what meditation is and it isn't necessarily accurate. So a lot of people think you need to be able to clear your mind completely. And then if they have a go at meditating and realize they can't clear their mind, oh, I must be doing it wrong. I'll just give up. There's something wrong with me. And the reality is a wandering mind is such a normal part of meditating. It's about practicing, watching the thought, letting it go and coming back. And, and honestly, there are meditation practices where that is all it is watching a thought come in, letting it go and coming back to your breath. And that's a full meditation practice. Um, I think another thing is a lot of people think you need a lot of time and we're obviously so busy. It's just another thing to do who has time for it. But what I have found and what research research has shown is that when we take the time to meditate, we're actually more productive throughout the day. We've taken that time to set our calm, we're showing up more authentically as who we are from a calm space. So we're proactive as opposed to reactive, mm. uh, which is a big difference in, in how we show up in our day. I mean, I know if I miss my morning practice, my whole day is thrown out of kilt. I'm not nearly as productive. Um, I'm not nearly as calm. I'm sure my kids can tell. Uh, it really does impact your whole day. So taking that time, whether it is just 10 minutes or whether it's a full 30 minutes, you know, whatever it is, um, sets yourself up for the day. And so it's having that mind shift of what do you mean I need to do this for 30 minutes and then my whole day will flow more smoothly. And unfortunately, it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym and do one set of push-ups, you're not going to have massive biceps. But if you go every day, for a year you'll have those divine defined biceps and it's the same with meditating if you meditate once the results aren't necessarily going to be hugely profound but if you do it every day absolutely life-changing mm-hmm. so it's that commitment yeah I also find there's people that and I've experienced this too where one time actually does feel incredible but yes. then you just continue to not make time for it. Like, I don't know, that was my thing with meditating and getting silent and still is like, I would yeah. be the first person to say, oh, I know how great it feels. I just don't have time yeah. for it. Yeah. It's like still that yeah. that sort of that mind thing of like, I have to spend time to do this. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to spend time doing that. But I mean, in reality, the benefits are just so, so incredible. And I guess it's also... Um, experimenting what what meditation works for you it's drawing nature or um, even dancing can be meditative so it's about experimenting and 
there probably isn't an awful lot of support for someone wanting to just experiment and figure it out on their own. So I can absolutely see why there would be that resistance because it's a bit of trial and error. It's a bit of time commitment that, you know, time, it's the ultimate thing we're all trying to find more of. Um, And just knowing that meditation can help you find more of it, that's a huge leap in faith because what else can you do that finds you more time during your day? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I look at it too, like, It's like with anything, you just have to accept that some days you're going to be on it. And some days it's going to feel like a train wreck. Like sometimes I meditate, I just can't get through it. I'm basically waiting for the timer to go off because I'm so distracted and I just go back to my breath. I just go back to my breath. And at the end, I kind of feel like, well, I didn't sort of like go, go anywhere, but I still know it's very beneficial, but then in other days I'm gone, you know, and, and 45 yeah. minutes happens like this. And I'm like, what, where did I even go? Yeah. And, or I have these profound insights and it's like anything. You just got to know that some days it's not going to be easy. Some days you're not going to want to, and some days you'll be distracted, but just coming back is where you will get the benefits is just continuing to practice. 100%. And it's it's like eating. You know, I mean, I have an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time I'm good, 20% of the time I am not. And I just let that be and accept it. I don't let it derail my lifestyle. It's the same with exercise. Like 80% of the time I can enjoy it and 20% of the time I hate it. And then it's the same with meditation. You know, 80% of the time I really enjoy it. And the other 20% of the time I struggle. Like it, it doesn't feel natural it my wine does wonder just as you explained it's just about coming back and waiting for the timer to go off so yeah I think um for myself the 80 20 rule applies for meditation as well Mm -hmm. I love that I used to be a nutrition consultant and then I uh transitioned into intuitive eating and you know how life takes us along. Yeah. Um, but that was a big thing for me is um, I don't like to say like 80, 20, and then have people attached to it. Like they have to count no, their calories true. or count their meals. True. But I would always say that like 80, 20 energy is just yes. know you're good. Most of the time, enjoy what you want. And I even say like, if you're enjoying that stuff in the 20%, it's still all good. It's fine. It's yes. just about like, let yourself relax. And I think that's so beautiful that you say that with exercise and everything is some, you know, most of the time you love it. Some of the time you're dragging yourself out of bed or you can't wait for it to be over. And that's just part of it because don't we have days yeah. like that? Some days Absolutely. I'm like, this is the best day. Other days I'm like, when yes. are the kids going to bed? When is it my <laughs> bedtime? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, there's no such thing as a perfect life and everything's transient, the good times, the bad times. And I think we learn so much from the good times and the bad times that everything's a lesson. So just rolling with it is is a gift. It really is. Yeah. So when you say, because I know when you're um, like introducing yourself and on your website and things, you're saying that through this insight meditation and also just what you do in general, you support women to connect to their true self. And so how do you think this insight meditation connects you to your true self in general, like helps uncover that her, that next level, that true version, and maybe 
what if we don't want to ask a specific question about our life, but we just want to connect with our true selves? How do we sort of incorporate this technique? And what does that mean to you connecting to your true self? Yeah, so I guess your true self is obviously different for everyone. Um, Your true self has the answers, I think. And I feel like um, when you ask your true self a question like, what is my next step? You don't necessarily have to answer a big question, but it will give you some guidance on on what your next step is. And your next step might be having a rest. It might be um, you need to reconnect with nature and your answer's there. So I think it's it's about just having that. It's funny because it's more feeling than words. To, to connect with and, and as you practice the insight meditation practice it's the energy change it's the energy shifts within your body that bring in the knowing and and sometimes the answers don't even have words they have feelings and having that connection of trust within yourself is is where the real magic and beauty is it's kind of um Goodness, I don't know how to articulate it. Asking yourself, what is my next step? Asking yourself, what can I do to be true to myself? And the answers are small. The answers are things like spend more time with your kids. It might be, you know, have a sickie from work pull the kids from school for the day have that connection because in the business of your life you're losing that connection a little bit and it might be just little things like that that make you aware that you've already got really beautiful things in your life that you need to connect with a little bit more and it's not about having a sick day every day or every week to reconnect just having that moment to to realign with your or with nature or with with whatever it is as soon as you take everything else kind of realign and then suddenly making eye contact with your children over breakfast every day or you're as a part of your morning routine just going out in your yard and standing barefoot on your grass or um whatever it is is for you i think it's such a big question and the answers are just so different for everyone. It's, it really is just about what makes your energy feel positive, what makes your body feel light, what energizes you, what makes you wake up and have that little bit of a fire in your belly. And it's, sometimes it's not the big things. And I think that's what a lot of people um end up finding is that a lot of external things change it's the internal things that do it's the the small little um knowings and trusting in yourself i mean just having a message come through that says you can trust yourself and knowing that you can trust yourself without anything else changing, without relationships changing, without work changing, having that switch happen within you just brings such inner peace 
that suddenly work's not as hard because you don't have that internal conflict. Um, your relationships aren't as hard because you're not fighting with yourself. Um, and, yeah, so I guess it, it's that inner knowing and connection that will tell you all the things you need, all the self-compassion, all the beauty, all the self-love that comes with the bigger questions of what is my purpose. So, you know, it, it really does range from little tiny insights and inner knowings of what your day should look like from those little tiny habits of do I meditate in the morning? Do I go for a walk? Do I journal? Do I pray do I what do I do and these little tiny things stack up into the bigger things mm. if yeah. that makes any sense I feel like I just rambled a lot no, of different things out there yeah <laughs> but it's, it's about beautiful. the energy it's about the energy it's about going mm-hmm. within and sensing the answers come through your energy shifts and mm-hmm. as that shifts it just it just flows through and it's different for everyone. So, so different. Yeah. It gives me the energy of like, like I want to say to someone, like there's so much in there and through this type of meditation, especially like you can dive in and see what's in there for you. Cause yes. as you say, the answer is going to be different for everyone. Even if we all mm. could use more self-care or we could all, whatever yeah. it's going to, the mm. specific answers are going to be different, but it's almost like you get to dive in to who you truly yes. are. Yes. Mm. And it's a lifestyle. That's what mm. I, that's the biggest thing I have found to taken away from insight meditation is that, you know, I will do a full deep dive. So I'll spend a month every day going really deep on different issues. And um, I was going to say resolve. That's probably not the word. Sometimes it's resolving an issue. Sometimes it's finding insight, but it really is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle where you trust yourself where you go within to find the answers because life evolves. Like I'm certainly not the same person I was when I was 30 or 20 or 10. So I think this process helps you keep up with who you are as well as you evolve as a person. Mm, I absolutely love that. That is so great. And it sounds like one too that you could do with children. Like I were always looking for mindfulness things to do with our kids and we'll do family meditation and family yoga and things like that, that we have incorporated for as long as I can remember. And an insight meditation might be really neat because it's almost like giving them the permission to say, like, you can ask a question now, like any question you want to ask for yourself and ask yourself. Um, And that would be really fun to them too. I I love when kids see their intuition and it comes and you, you know, it's validated in some way or they get some sort of thing and they're like, mom, I knew that was going to happen. I love seeing that spark in them um, because of course they were just at source. (laughs) So they're they're pretty connected. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fun for them to show them, especially like, you know, my 10 year old, she's kind of getting away from trusting. She has the answers sort of, as you look at someone grow. And so you have to, I think it's my job to also remind her and tell her, I trust you and I trust your gut and what is your heart telling you and all that stuff. So this type of meditation sounds like it would be really powerful even for children. 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think even if you are in a family unit who hasn't meditated in the past, you can ask questions like, what should we do as a family? And, and the insights that will come through will be slightly different for everyone. And next thing you know, you're going to the beach one weekend and then having pasta on the lounge room floor and like doing all these random things. But it's really connecting the whole family unit because what's right for one family member might be slightly different but as a unit you can kind of pull it all together so I think it's a beautiful family practice yeah yeah that's beautiful that's really amazing well thank you for all of this um I really like to ask my guests at the end and you know I I'm sure that this meditation technique will be part of your answer. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But what do you think is the most important thing to focus on when wanting to manifest or wanting to create big change in your life? Knowing the questions to ask yourself. Mm. I think knowing the right questions to ask yourself to get crystal clear on what you really do want and what you want, not what your mum thinks you want or what your partner thinks you want or what society tells you you want. Because I think once you can ask yourself the questions and you get the really authentic answers, your whole energy realigns, like channels just open up because it's right. So I think knowing the right questions to ask yourself and making sure you get your authentic answers, I think is, is probably what I would think would be one of the most important things you could do. I love that. I love, love, love that (laughs) because (laughs) what, what we desire, the starting point of the manifestation is so important to know that it's actually aligned with you. And I see that a lot in people and myself, you know, you see entrepreneurs chasing 5k this or people wanting to lose 20 pounds. And it's like, well, but what do you actually want? Not what everyone else thinks they want. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's it. It can be a feeling. It can be, you know, we don't need to attach to the outcome if we know energetically how we want to feel. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this, for even doing a live meditation with us. That was beautiful. I'm going to come out of my office going like, okay, husband, what do we need to do now? I'm all, I'm all relaxed. That was beautiful. I have all the answers. Um, Yeah. I just really concise version, but yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I can't imagine going into the full thing and being fully guided through it and spending 45 minutes and, you know, that would just be such an amazing practice. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much for, for sharing right. everything. Yeah. And Quite so where can right. people find thank you me. if they want to, sorry. <laughs> no, no, go for it. So my business is the kindness couch. Um, I am based in Australia, but all of my programs and my one-on-one services are online. Um, I have a quiz on my website just to identify if you're stuck hiding or hesitating in your life. So that can be a really great starting place just to, to see if, you're stuck hesitating or hiding and and then from there in my program my main program is project me which is really as it says project me looking within finding those answers and then developing strategies to to let that bubble through to the surface and 
be a part of your normal life so that you can be authentic in your life. Mm. Yeah. If you head to thekindnesscouch.com or on my Facebook page is just The Kindness Couch. I love that. Thank you. I'll put all the links in the show notes. I love Kindness Couch. That just feels feels so comfy. <laughs> well, it does, and it came to me during an insight meditation. It, it literally, I did the insight meditation on what should I call my business and it came to me that night in a dream. I woke up and could mm-hmm. not go back to sleep because it was just there. Mm-hmm. I have found that, that my business names I've asked. And then when they hit me, I'm like buying the domain within 20 minutes. Yes. It's like, that's <laughs> it. I'm done. Right. I'm not the person yeah. that needs to have a list of a hundred. When no. I get that inspired idea, I know it's for me. I'm like done domain bought. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the answer. It's, you know, it in your body and you can trust in the answer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's yeah. that feeling. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. I feel so blessed to be here with you today. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I genuinely hope that it served you and I hope to see you moving mountains in your life. Go with it, run with it, take action, be inspired, follow your heart. You can do it. Thank you for being the type of seeker that is in this age of the awakening, that is aiding in the global consciousness shift, the type of seeker that doesn't give up, the type of seeker that no matter how hard it is, you keep on keeping on. I am here for you. I am honored to help you and I am with you in the journey. Come find me. Let's hang out Instagram or Facebook at Talia Joy Manifestation. I'll see you soon.